the Proverbs of Solomon from LetGodBeTrue.com Proverbs chapter 9 and verse 2 She hath killed her beasts, she hath mingled her wine, she hath also furnished her table. Hear the words of God in Solomon again. She hath killed her beasts, she hath mingled her wine, she hath also furnished her table. The world's most desirable woman has prepared a fabulous feast for you. She went to great lengths to obtain the finest meat, drink, and furnishings. She invites you to dine with her, and she will love and befriend you for the rest of your life. What keeps you from leaping at this inviting situation, which God led Solomon to describe for you? She is Lady Wisdom, and she offers knowledge, understanding, and wisdom to you. Will you accept her invitation? Continuing his personification of wisdom as the perfect woman, Lady Wisdom, King Solomon described her preparations for a banquet for two. See the comments on Proverbs chapter 9 and verse 1 as well. This is the invitation of a lifetime. To neglect it is to be a great fool. The preacher, King Solomon, used several methods to teach his son wisdom. And in this proverb, he gave a glorious replacement and antagonist for the strange woman, or whore, who destroys young men. In one short chapter, this ninth chapter, Solomon described the character and advances of the strange woman, primarily in verses 13 through 18. And he also described the free offer of Lady Wisdom, primarily in verses 1 through 5. Let every wise listener appreciate the literary creativity and power of this contest for the souls of men. Since the flood, vegetables have never been the basis for a great meal. They were only eaten when people were too poor to afford real food, meat. Salads are a recent invention, a fad of the last few generations. Banquets and feasts were not, and are not, based on salads and vegetables. They require meat, generally not even fish or fowl. Filet mignon, leg of lamb, beef wellington, prime rib, veal roast. These are entrees for fine dining. When Abraham hosted the Lord in Genesis chapter 18, he did not offend him with a salad. He prepared fresh bread, milk, and butter to go with the veal entree. The Lord knows men desire oxen and sheep for a real meal. Deuteronomy 14.26 David celebrated God's goodness to Israel by giving every person a piece of meat, a loaf of bread, and a flagon of wine. Jesus multiplied fish sandwiches on two occasions to feed great multitudes and prepared them himself on another occasion for his own disciples. Vegetarianism is a lie of modern paganism, the rejection of the true God and his word for the superstitions and fables of men and the pantheistic worship of animals. God gave man dominion over animals at creation and he told man to eat meat after the flood. The sacrifices he chose under Moses' law were primarily red meat and his people, the nation of Israel, were taught how to eat red meat often. Meat is the most nutrient-dense food known to man. 
Let cattle eat a hundred pounds of salad in the field, chewing it twice for you, of course, and you will only have to eat eight ounces of steak. Let the wisdom of God teach you even this simple lesson. Lady Wisdom, in her desire to please, and with Solomon's wisdom regarding menus, designed an exceptional meat medley of various kinds of prepared animal flesh. Bon Appetit! What would a meal be without good wine? Your elegant hostess has not just opened one bottle. She has opened two or three, in order to mingle several different grape varieties to create a unique blend with perfect taste and properties for her banquet. Lady Wisdom knows wine is one of God's great creations to cheer and gladden the heart of man. She also knows God only condemns drunkenness. What should you have with the mingled wine? Bread, of course. More wisdom from the Lord. There is hardly anything better than good bread and wine, which is why Melchizedek, the priest of the Most High God, served this combination to Abraham in Genesis chapter 14. Coupled with meat, you have the main fare of the world's finest restaurants, identified by Solomon 3,000 years ago. Even the Lord's Supper uses these components, bread and wine, to remember the death of Jesus Christ. The table is set. The candles are lit. The linen cloth and napkins, the china and silver, and the decorations are all spotless. The setting is magnificent and inviting. What more could be done to make the fair and ambience any better? Nothing. The meal is perfect. Listener, will you accept Lady Wisdom's most gracious offer? Wisdom and understanding are offered to you today. Will you humble yourself before the instruction of these Proverbs, God's holy scriptures, and his ministers to learn the way of life and righteousness? Or will you stumble through life without a clue and be easily misled by the strange woman instead? If you reject Lady Wisdom's offer, you will be punished. And when you need her most, she will righteously and justly withdraw her offer and laugh at your calamity. Christian listener, there is a free feast of fat things in the gospel. Humble yourself before Jesus Christ and join one of his churches to partake of them. If you love God's truth, you will not be content with milk or the simple diet of infants or children. You will crave the rich meat of sound doctrine. Is there a meatless feast? Indeed. The feast of the New Testament is simply bread and wine, symbolic elements reminding you of Jesus Christ's death. The greatest feast is yet to come, the marriage supper of God's Son. Only those who have humbled themselves before the gospel and are found dressed in the wedding garments he himself has provided will participate in this dinner. And all those who reject this king shall be themselves the food for birds of prey at the supper of the great God. Let every listener beware how he treats this invitation. Amen.